conspiracy theories, eh? Wait till you get a load of this. Hello, and welcome to Cracked Sisters Conspiracies. We're a podcast that covers conspiracy theories, mysteries, and all over spooky shit. My name is Cassandra. And I'm Jackie. And we are said sisters. Hello, hello. Hello. It's Friday, TGIF. I mean, not for you, but... It's Sunday. Yeah, well, you have abbreviated work week, and then you get a couple days. My whole schedule is just completely fucked this week. Yeah, I, I don't... NVL. Like me, I don't have to think about work for two days and I'm so happy. But but I also get three days off you consistently do. every week. That is nice. I don't have that. So luxury. in the Netherlands, they actually did a study, like a um a work study where a couple like a hundred companies switched to a four-day work week. Oh. And productivity went up and something else went up and people didn't want to kill themselves as much. And after the study, I think 95 or 98% of the companies stuck with the four-day work week. Sure. That's not what I'm looking forward to or what I'm not looking forward to when I go back to a normal job. Oh, the, uh, an actual five-day. I like, don't want to do that. It's unsurable. It does kind of suck having to get up every single day, five days in a row and work yeah. all day, every day. Like, I wouldn't. I don't mind the five days, but I'm like, I want to work shorter hours. Like I get like for my job, the market's open five days a week. Mm-hmm. So I'll be there for that. But like after market close, like I don't need to be there for anything. So I feel like I should just, work, um, you know, stock exchange hours. You should pitch it. 630 to one. Done, baby. But you never know if you don't ask. That is true. And I'm sure if I asked nicely, they would just say whatever the fuck you want. Probably, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, I will just have to, to slog through life as it is for the time being. So today's topic, I know you are kind of excited about this one. You mm-hmm. got very giddy when yes. I mentioned that I wanted to do it. And I hope you don't feel like I'm stealing your thunder no, no. by presenting. Okay. But I feel like it's going to foster a lot of good communication and good conversation here. So this episode's topic is not like a normal conspiracy theory review. It's more the, the mystery mm-hmm. you know, aspect of the things that we covered. But yeah, so... It is unsolved as of today, so all anyone can do is speculate on the whodunit, Mm -hmm. but the mystery in question relates to a Miss Elizabeth Short, who may be better known as the Black Dahlia, Uh and today we are discussing her murder. (laughs) (laughs) Not to make light of the fact that someone was (laughs) was horrifically murdered. (laughs) (laughs) Completely unrelated. Dahlia's. Are my second favorite flower. You have them tattooed on you, don't I you? I do, I do. And I have them right there for those who have Patreon access and can see. I also have a lily because that's the best one. That's not- and by the way, Patreon, literally, if you do the basic model, it's $12 a year. Do it. Just $12? Do, just donate $1. Just $12 a year. We're awesome. Anyway, continue. (laughs) You make a valid point. But anyway, I love flowers and I love dahlias and lilies in particular. Oh, God, where did my notes go? While you're doing that, I'll just talk about how you're a basic bitch with your half sleeve of flowers. Black and white flowers, too. And I need to to fill in the bottom. I do have 
a bouquet of flowers. That's the only color I have on my body on my other arm. That's true. I don't have any color tattoos either. I figure I will expand on this and add color, but keep this one black like my soul. I don't think I can do color because of my freckles. I, mean, I don't think it looks, sorry if you have freckles and tattoos, but I am covered in freckles and I do not think it looks good with colored. So I think I'm just like when I do my sleeve, I think I'm just going to stick with black and gray and maybe like an outline here and there of something of, of color, color. Yeah. but I'm not a colored person. No. And so <laughs> you are not, so you are snow white. I'm very white. Um, but yeah, and I tend to gravitate towards the like darker, almost black shades yeah. of flowers. Like right now I am trying to cultivate a quote unquote black only garden, which that sounds terrible too, but in <laughs> I didn't know there were so, black flowers. So they're not truly like black. They're usually like really deep reds and uh -huh. purples. So the color that we have had our hair, oh, yes. that, that maybe that's why that's I my gravitate. favorite color. I know. I'm like, oh, I need to dye my hair. I need to do something. So maybe I should do that. But uh, I digress. So back to murder. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that are not aware, Elizabeth Short was found murdered in lovely Los Angeles, California on January 15th, 1947. Mm -hmm. So murders in L.A. are not super shocking. There no. is a whole hell of a lot of violent crime that happens in that neck of the woods. But, but this it, is the 40s. It's yeah, not the same level back in the 40s no. as it, you know, has been throughout the rest of time. But the main draw to the case wasn't that someone was murdered. I mean, that's still shocking when it mm -hmm. happens, but it's more so the nature of the murder okay. and the the state in which Miss Short was discovered, which is fucking awful okay it is so gruesome and violent and there's some corpse mutilation involved it's just bad news like all around so we are going to kind of take a dive into that which buckle up that sounds so fun <laughs> if you're squirmish sorry <laughs> yeah so the who she was elizabeth short she was a boston native who had dreams of fame and stardom so she did as one does when they are trying to become a actress and make it big in showbiz and she relocated to southern california when she was 18 she found no success she had no acting credits to her name which, like most people who went right, to la like for said dreams wah, wah, wah. <laughs> And one of the other reasons she located to California was to be with her dad, who she, from the age of six until fairly close to turning 18, he was presumed dead. They, oh. they found a, a suicide note. And they thought his car went over. It, it's this whole big thing. So she, yeah, she's like, Papa, you gone? Turns out he's Polish. No, I, no, <laughs> she's from Boston. I can't do a Boston accent. I am just going to horrifically offend anyone. So really what her dad, he was just like, I'm going to take a mulligan. I'm going to like go start over in California and I'm going to have a whole other family. But yeah, so she, that was one of the other draws to get her to California. I guess her dad was in Vallejo. Is it Vallejo? Vallejo? I don't know. I Vallejo. I know, but I have a client who has the same last name, but it's pronounced Vallejo. No, but, it's Vallejo. Okay. If you're talking just, about the place. Yes. Yes. But okay. So let's get into the deets okay. of what happened. So uh, this is going to be a couple of days before her body was found. Mm -hmm. So on January 9th, again, 1947, she, being Elizabeth, 
returned back home to LA after going on a trip down to San Diego with this dude she'd been gallivanting around with named Robert Red Manley, who was married by the Red way. Manley? Robert Red in quotes, like the nickname. His nickname was Red. Oh, like Robert, he went by Red, last name Manly. I see, but anyway, okay. married salesman, had a girlfriend on the side who just happened to be the star oh, of our tale all. today. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so he had said that he dropped her off at the Biltmore Hotel in downtown because she was going to be meeting up with her sister who was coming to visit from Boston that afternoon. And there were staff at the hotel that confirmed they saw her there. They saw her using the phone in the lobby. And then shortly after, other people had reported that they had seen her at a cocktail lounge, which was less than a mile away from the hotel that she was dropped off at. Okay. Okay. So that's just kind of the... And this was three days prior? Six days before. Six days. So... Now we're just going to fast forward those six days. So so those were kind of the last known appearances. I I don't know if appearances, sightings. That's a better word. So now here we are, January 15th of 1947. Mm -hmm. And it was on this day that Elizabeth's body was found in a vacant lot in a largely undeveloped neighborhood known as, I think it's La Mer is how it's pronounced. Okay. L-E-I-M-E-R-T. It looks like it's not going to be Lemert. But no, that, that sounds right. Lemer. Sounds okay. French. She was discovered by a very unfortunate local resident named Betty Bursinger at 10 a.m. that morning, who was out walking her three-year-old daughter. Walking her daughter? Like walking with her daughter. Okay, her, not walking her daughter like a dog, I suppose. I wasn't there. I don't know. It was a different time. Maybe she was walking her kid on a leash. Regardless... <laughs> woman was out with her small child and then stumbled upon what she thought was just a discarded store mannequin. Mm -hmm. But it turns out it was really a body. And not only was this body naked that she found, but it was fucking cut in half. Oh, so lengthwise or widthwise? Torso and up was one section. And then, you know, fun fact, do you know what it's called when a body is cut in half? No. Hemicorporectomy. Hemicorporectomy? Yep. It's a big uh, crowd pleaser at work when I tell people that. Does that happen a lot? Not that I have seen. Oh, okay. But I had to present a PowerPoint on (laughs) (laughs) for work of when we can pronounce someone as deceased. And there's like seven different decapitation, incineration, evisceration, all these things. And the last one is hemicorporectomy and no one knew what it was. And it's just such a fun little. So in those instances, you guys can declare Mm -hmm. it. So it doesn't have to be like a medical. Correct. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that there were like. It's only certain situations situations in which we can, but yes. So naked body cut in half. (laughs) I'm going to just kind of pause right here and just kind of give a warning that the details of the case that we're going to go into are gruesome in nature. So if that is not your jam, maybe this is not the episode for you and you might want to just click off or put your fingers in your ears for a little bit. I mean, I don't want to lose the listen. So maybe just like mute it and keep it going so we get the stat. But then you don't have to be traumatized forever. But see, this is also why you need to subscribe to the Patreon because then you can mute it but still watch the video of us. So these are the things that you really should. One dollar. Take these things. For one dollar a day, you can feed two starving podcasters. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So with that, Uh let's get into what happened. Okay. 
Elizabeth's body was severely mut mutilated. I was going to say mutated. <laughs> <laughs> she was severely mutilated, having been severed at the waist and all of her blood had been drained. Mm -hmm. Her killer had slashed the corners of her mouth. So each corner up to her ear. Do you know what that's called? I do. What is it called? The Glasgow smile? Yeah, the glass. Is it Glasgow or Glasgow? For those, I think Glasgow. I don't want to sound ignorant, but we I do have at least know. one Ireland listener. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact: Did you know that Tommy Flanagan? I knew this was going to come. Of up. course, he plays Chibs and Sons of Anarchy. So in the show, he has the scars. It turns out it's, it's real. They're real yeah. because his ass got jumped, you know, leaving a bar, and it's very common apparently. Uh, or at I least guess back so. then, I don't it happened so in Glasgow. Glasgow, Glasgow. I think Glasgow. Or, or the, the Joker smile. Yes, that was going to be my other kind of point of reference for the youngins that shouldn't be watching Sons of Anarchy. You probably shouldn't be watching The Joker either. That wasn't super appropriate. It was a little bit more violent. You mean the Batman? The one that had the Heath Ledger Joker in it. Yeah, that one's great. That was That's Rise. Rise of the Dark Knight. Dark, Dark Knight Rises. Rises. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, the That's Joker. The Joker movie sucked with. Was that the Jared Leto one? No. Next. It was with um who's the guy that was in a cult as a child? A guy who was in a cult as a child. I need a little bit more. He has the scar on his lip right here. Oh, oh, River Phoenix's brother, Walking yes, Phoenix. Walking Phoenix. He did the movie The Joker. Oh shit, that was all so weird it was and depressing. Trash. <laughs> I hated that There's movie. There's a sequel coming I out. I will not watch it. I hated that movie. It was depressing. It kind of just went on forever and ever. Really no plot. I hated it. I remember watching it feeling really like sad. Yeah, it was depressing. I mean, clearly something bad has to happen in his life. To, to make him a villain. Yes. yes. But okay, I agree of that <laughs> with that review. Not my favorite. But anyway, back to Elizabeth. So yeah, she was rocking the, the four smile, which mm -hmm. is awful. So her killer had also cut and slashed her breasts, her thighs, and was slicing big old chunks of skin off yeah. all over her body. And so we know that she was found in two pieces. Mm -hmm. So the bottom half of her was about a foot away. And her intestines were just neatly tucked behind her booty. Like, oh my God, like, there was some care put into it, mm -hmm. which Jesus Christ. Her body was posed uh, with her hands over her head, her elbows bent at right angles. And of course, fucking Pervo spread her legs and left her like that. Yeah. Clearly she was treated with nothing but uh, the utmost respect and Obviously. dignity. <sighs> Being a woman is the scariest thing ever. <laughs> Just saying. Not to say that shit doesn't happen to men either, but we're a little bit more susceptible. I would agree with that. So a bunch of pictures of her body in the crime scene had actually been taken by a local reporter. I have seen them, yes. Who, yeah, was first on the scene, or one of the, the first. So I have seen them too. I, I don't know why I spent a good portion of my teenage years seeking out these kinds of things. The amount of time I spent prowling in Borders bookstores and the oh, libraries gosh, looking borders. for all of the serial killer and murder mystery. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus. I should not be left alone ever. <laughs> okay, so the detectives, they found a heel print on the ground amid the tire tracks. And there was, like, nearby, there was a sack of cement with, like, bloody water and shit in it. Okay. And there were indications that the body had been washed with gasoline to really try to... Oh, try to get rid of any evidence. Yeah, which, that's awful. Yeah. 
So they ended up performing an autopsy on all, all pieces of her. <laughs> they put her back together. Um, they determined she was 5'5", five five, so about my height on a good day, 115 pounds, blue eyes, brown hair, and bad teeth. Just <laughs> you know, like, they sprinkle that in. I'm like, why that needed to be important? Who cares? But uh, the coroner found ligature marks on her ankles, her wrists, and her neck. So she was tied up at some point, mm -hmm. whether it was before, after, during. So clearly she was subjected to some pretty fun times. Yeah. She had a chunk of one of her tits cut off. Oh. Yeah. Just, uh And then, yeah, along with just cuts all over her body. I don't know what comfort this is going to offer, if any at all. But it was at least determined that when her body was cut in half, she was already dead. That's good. Uh, yeah, that I can't even imagine what that would be like to experience that. I assume you would have to, your body would just go into shock. You'd pass out. Well, you would think you or... would, but you don't always. I don't... It's just, it depended on the person. Uh, I'm know. sure if you psyched yourself out enough, you could get yourself to pass out. And then obviously with that amount of blood loss, you're not going to last very but, long anyway. Yeah. So you just pray that you pass out prior to that. And yeah. So what was the phrase again? When they're cutting I mean, Okay. Yeah. So it was like, Almost done in a somewhat surgical way okay. is what they determined. It's hard to cut a body in half. You kind of have to know what you're doing. Do you have experience in this? Don't ask questions. <laughs> I do not. But I've I've done a lot of research. I'm sure. I, yes. No, I have no doubt about that. They found, I mean, amongst all the other trauma to her body, they found bruising on the side of her head, which was consistent with blows to the head. Okay. So. My only hope is that her ass was at least knocked out before yeah. she endured all of this. The blunt force trauma to the head, along with the um, hemorrhaging from all of the cuts on her face and her body, that, that was the ultimate cause of death. That's okay. what they, they ruled it as. And then real quick, so I yeah. remember this was the first, from my memory, this was like the first case that really got me set on the murder and serial killer route when I was way too young to be sure. reading any of this. So I, I read a book on it. I watched, I think like a documentary on it or something a long, long time ago. And I remember I couldn't, I didn't want to do a too deep of a dive because I wanted to be genuinely surprised by some of the things you said. Sure. But I do remember her, them reporting that she had like grass and other foliage like from outside shoved into oh no cavities of hers when she was found did you find anything about that my <laughs> initial peeking and investigating that stuck in my brain that and her being cut in half obviously so i read it somewhere whether it's true or not i don't know but just thought i'd ask <laughs> to like add to the fucking horror that this portrait right went but wait there's more oh <laughs> So just to add a little bit more insult to the horrific amount of injury, okay. her anal cavity was also oh, yeah. dilated, which indicated that she was sodomized and raped, which is, <gasps> again, horrific. And they did some testing to see if there was any sperm to be found. Mm -hmm. they, they didn't find anything, but that does not mean anything. Correct. Which is, it's just, it gets more sad the more you look into it. And I... She wasn't that old. She was young and this bad. How old is she? 20, 18? Too young. Too young. Too young. There you go. So they were able to identify her by her fingerprints. They sent them off to the FBI and they got a match because she was on file for having been arrested back in 1943 for underage drinking. So, I mean, glad she got caught because <laughs> you at least know who she is, but... Okay, so one of the grossest things about the story mm -hmm. has nothing to do with 
what happened to Elizabeth at all. It is how her mother found out that she was murdered. I don't actually know this. There was this newspaper, I think it was started by the Hearst family back in 1903 is where Mm -hmm. it originated, but it was a local newspaper in the Los Angeles area called The Examiner. And reporters from this particular newspaper had contacted Elizabeth's mother and told her that her daughter had won a beauty contest and they wanted to do a piece on her and they just wanted to get some information. Oh, but I do remember this. Yeah, yeah. So they were under false pretenses trying to get as much information for this story oh. that they're building. And it was only once they were satisfied with what they had learned that they're like, Oh, by the way, your daughter's dead. And she died in this most absolutely insane way oh my god that is trash and so they went out of their way they're like you know we'll pay for your plane tickets and why don't you just come to la with us and we'll we'll help you with things because all they were doing was trying to protect the asset and the source of information for their story fucking disgusting reporters are garbage i'm sorry i mean mean, i am by nature a super inquisitive person Mm -hmm. but that's for my own personal use yeah like i'm not gathering it's so gross yeah so this newspaper they were also one of the main newspapers the other one i don't remember what it was called but it was owned by the same fucking hearst family that started it but they're the ones that sensationalized the story they twisted the details of who she was saying that she was this sex crazed fiend and essentially she was asking for it is anyone from that paper slash the reporters considered a person of interest I'm sure someone is. We'll get into I don't the... I don't know. Okay. That's, like but it just that sounds suspicious as shit. Right. So we'll get into some okay. some poking around in the who done it, but again, the, it's unsolved. So yeah. we truly don't know. But yeah, so they were twisting the details of who she was, questioning her character, just kind of making it more of a media spectacle than anything else, mm-hmm. showing absolutely no respect to this woman no, who not was at all. brutally murdered. And yeah, so the media is ultimately who nicknamed her the Black Dahlia. Okay. Which is normally how either serial killers or victims get their names. They, they the always get a tag. Yeah. They always get something. So those are kind of the the facts and details about what happened to her and the initial before and family ramifications and all of that. Okay. Moving on to the whodunit portion. Mm-hmm. I just said it, but just to reiterate... No one knows to this day who killed Elizabeth Short. We don't know what happened, the circumstances behind how she got into a situation where she was cut in half. But a few days after she was killed, the editor of The Examiner, that newspaper we were talking Uh about, he had received a call from someone claiming to be the killer. Okay. Congratulating him on the coverage of the case, helping get the word out, and claimed that he was eventually going to turn himself in, but wanted to be actively pursued by the police a little bit beforehand. He's mm-hmm. like, I want to play a game. Of course, yeah. So this person also said, keep an eye out. I have some Elizabeth souvenirs coming your way, which, gross. Yeah. But a few days after that phone call, a U.S. postal worker intercepted a suspicious package that was addressed to the editor of that newspaper, The Examiner. And it had that classic ransom style lettering on the front of it that spelled out, here is Dahlia's belongings, letter to follow. Mm -hmm. And so inside that envelope was Elizabeth's birth certificate. There were some business cards, pictures, and then there were names on a piece of paper and an address book with the name Mark Hansen embossed on the cover. So someone's personal like address book okay. it was theirs. 
And so that was in that envelope that was intercepted. I wrote that down as well. Isn't that so crazy how we don't have address books anymore? We don't. Like I, I used to spend so much time putting in all my friends' names and numbers. You're and right. I didn't know anyone's address. You just know where people live. Your parents know your friend's address. But I'd find out everyone's address and I'd put it in there. But now everything's just, it's in your phone. You don't need to know. But I spent That's so much true. time writing that down. And yeah, I remember mom maintained one. Oh, she had one that was horrific. It was huge. And then, <laughs> like, you know, none of the numbers were up to date. Everything was wrong or it'd be scratched out and all there is is a name. You're like, is this person alive? <laughs> Yeah, everything was outdated. I, I had my own. I remember it was up on a shelf in my room. And then I was super ambitious when I started it. And then it never... It fizzled out, yeah. Yeah. To be fair. To be fair. With the exception of mom and dad and my own home address, I don't have anyone's address noted anywhere. I just fucking Google it every Oh, no, time. I have... So in my phone, I still hold on to that, I guess. In my phone, I have people's socials. Like, I have Alex's social, obviously, in case I ever need it. I hope I have locked. <laughs> it is. I have addresses. I have birthdays. I have emails. I have anything that's related to that person just in their contact. My life, personally, is not that organized. That's how I am at work. But, yeah, in my phone, I just can't be bothered. But then in my job, like, it's so important to know those things. It is. So it I is. just manifest that in my personal life. I don't expect other people to know it, which is they don't, which is why I do so for a lot of people like <laughs> i remember bits and pieces of that information yeah. and so i'm like oh i know you live on gloria avenue in granada hills i don't remember what the fucking number is but i have enough and i know how to get there yeah. i have enough information that if i type in the name plus this uh -huh. that, but that's how i use google maps to look up your address when it was needed because <laughs> i didn't want to text you because i knew it was in a text chain somewhere on my old phone uh, and i'm like i don't want to rehash this <laughs> <laughs> funny. yeah the newspaper had received some, the editor, some yeah. souvenirs. And yeah, all, all we know is it was her birth certificate, other things, and this dude's address book. That's where we left off, yes. address books. They were able to lift a bunch of partial fingerprints from mm -hmm. the envelope, but they had been compromised while in transit. Mm -hmm. So they were essentially rendered useless, okay. which is so sad because that's not helpful. Couple days after that, another letter was received that said, Here it is, turning in Wednesday, January 29th, 10 a.m. Had my fun at police, Black Dahlia Avenger. And along with that, there was a location that the killer was supposedly going to be turning himself into. Police waited. Obviously, no one showed up. Mm -hmm. And instead, the examiner received a follow up letter later that day that said, Change my mind. You would not give me a square deal. Dahlia killing was justified. Hmm. Crazy person. So just to kind of fast forward and digress a little bit mm -hmm. to March of that same year. There so was, two months later. So two months later, there was a pile of men's clothing, pants, shirt, shoes that was found near the ocean's edge by some passerby. But it was discovered with a note tucked inside of the shoe. And it was... a suspected suicide note to whom it may concern i have waited for the police to capture me for the black dahlia killing but mm. have not i am too much of a coward to turn myself in so mm. this is the best way out for me i couldn't help myself for that or this sorry mary so the pile of clothes that was found so um, it was just clothes not a body just clothes and a note and this was found in the shoe in the shoe okay 
Uh, but nothing about the clothes provided any clues to who may have owned them, unfortunately. Okay. So let's circle back to this Mark Hansen guy whose name was on that address book. He obviously became a suspect because why you got some shit. Yeah, yeah, like logical conclusion. He was a wealthy nightclub and theater owner in the area. And he had like a somewhat quasi connection to Elizabeth through acquaintances. Mm-hmm. And a friend of Elizabeth's had told police that Elizabeth had rejected sexual advances from okay. this guy. And in doing so, she was kind of suggesting that, oh, maybe he was slighted. And that was the reason mm-hmm. that he murdered her. He was eventually cleared. Okay. Like it, it, it wasn't him, obviously, because no one was captured. Yeah. And so over the course of a couple months, the same kind of pattern kept happening. There would be poof calls or people reaching out thinking that they either had a lead or they suspected that it was some, what have you. Overall, the police had interviewed over 150 men. Jesus. It just in the, in the few weeks following the discovery of her body, but nothing presented any credible results. They had no information that was useful to go. There was just a lot of dead ends that they chased. Um, And there were over 750 investigators from the LAPD and other departments that were brought in to work on the case, but they never made any meaningful progress with all of that manpower and everything. So by that spring, within a couple months of the investigation going, her murder was then deemed a cold case. Oh, no. So that is... How the story tragically ends for Elizabeth. Okay. So this is a very notable story in and, and like, Hollywood. In, in entertainment in general. Life. In <laughs> life. It comes up in movies and TV shows. I think was the first season of American Horror Story in Murder House. Was, so while we're on that topic, yeah, I have like just a quick let's, like let's synopsis get your of the different ways that this has been idolized in media whether it's books movies tvs etc so uh you were correct season one of american horror story the murder house one they have elizabeth short in there and it explains you know kind of how she was killed she has the glass cow smile mm-hmm. uh, there's the book that i read which is called the black dahlia which was by james elroy and this was many, many years ago. There's a trillion other books by, basically by the same title. Sure. There's a band called The Black Dahlia Murder. I, when yeah. I typed in The Black Dahlia, it came up with like, Murder the Band. Did you want the band? Yeah. I go, no, I don't want the band. There's a song by my favorite, Hollywood Undead. Oh. First season, it was called Black Dahlia. I am a terrible parent because of Hollywood Undead. <laughs> and then there's just other numerous other books and movies and other things that, that talk about it. So yeah, it's very prevalent in the media. And then also I found in my limited research that the killer is possibly linked with the Cleveland torso murders. That happened a couple years beforehand, Along with the lipstick murder that happened right afterwards. Yeah, so there's potential connections Mm -hmm. that they were trying to draw a conclusion to. So yeah, I I did read about that, but ultimately nothing came of that, unfortunately. But even those are unsolved, obviously, still. So so. you never know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as far as potentially could be they really truly have no fucking idea if i were to guess yeah i would say the report one of the reporters or someone associated with the newspaper media i can totally see that because that is like a common thread Mm -hmm. between like why were why was this particular newspaper the one that 
got the letters, got the evidence, got the congratulations. And you reached out to her mom to get your information. And so based on the way that she was found and the, the things that happened to her, I, based on my training experience, would say that it was someone that knew her. It was a very personal attack. You don't you know, cut up someone like that or sexually assault them or do anything like that without having some sort of personal There's some connection. relationship, and whether you hate them personally or not. Or even if you're like, you don't necessarily know the person, but there's like an infatuation that develops. Something, yeah, yeah, that's a very, it's a very personal way of killing someone, not necessarily how they died, but everything leading up to how they died. So right. you put that, you put the fact that this reporter or many reporters are inserting themselves in an investigation that has not started yet because the mom doesn't fucking know you're just trying to get your kicks because you know the mom doesn't know and you're getting all this information and then you're the one that after this big lead up you get to tell the mom oh by the way your daughter's dead because i did it i i would i would bet money that it's probably someone associated with the newspaper i think you are on to something i don't remember if it was the Mind Hunter series, oh, or so good. The, I mean, the topic of murder and murderers comes up <laughs> regularly, but I am under the impression that it, it's not uncommon for someone who commits acts like mm-hmm. this to insert themselves to pose as yep. you know a concerned, That's very popular. you know, member of the community. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to help. I want to bring this person to justice. Whatever. But really, it's like. They're the sheep and wolf's clothing, just kind yeah, of. Yeah, so that's something you obviously have to look out for is people inserting themselves in the investigation. Or having and, too much interest. And they're too helpful. They're too willing to do stuff. And for arsonists, that's very specific. So a lot of times, arsonists, they are profiled to come back to the scene of their, their fires. Crime. So a lot of police will record or take pictures of the audience like the crowd that has formed because they always come back oh. and they want to watch it burn. It's like a sexual arson and sex are very well connected for some reason really? in the brain. It's it's like a it's like a sexual crime of arson. I had no yeah. idea that there was that connection yeah. there. So it's very strange. So yeah, so people that insert themselves or the son of Sam, he was very into the letters with the media and toying and playing cat and mouse and playing all these games. It's, I want it's to very be pursued a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, because he's getting his kicks off with all of the attention. Yeah. But 1947, how many years ago was that? Math. Let's see. 47, 50, 60, 70, 80, <laughs> 90, 07, 17. So 70 some odd years. Seven or six. 76 years. years. There is a much faster way we could have come to this conclusion. <laughs> I realize I have technology at my literal fingertips. Well, now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> so this happened 77 years ago. Shit like this wasn't normal for that time. <laughs> could tell you that. <laughs> I mean, shit like this still isn't normal. It's not like over time it's become more accepted. And, no, yeah. But interesting. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, this was my, I remember this being like my first murder that I really focused on and which is why I was so excited when you said it. Yeah. And this was also one of my kind of introductions to the horrors that exist mm-hmm. out in the world and what people can be capable of yeah. and how fucking awful off people are the worst they man <laughs> so yeah so that is the unfortunate tale of miss elizabeth short given the context and the type of discussion this one was i don't think it's anything worthy of a cracked scale rating because we're not trying to no she was murdered the she was and we located. don't know who it is and no. it's not like 
was it X or was it Y? Yeah, not, we don't even have enough to narrow it down. No, to, I'm know. just going off of, by the way, nothing I said is legitimate. Please don't come after me. That's just my personal opinion based on the facts that I have heard. That and is my always in life. the state. <laughs> I am willing to bet that whoever offed Miss Short is That's where I was dead himself. 76 years. <laughs> Jesus. Glad we can bring, bring it around it back. back. I was going to say, so normal, 76 years ago, they were probably at minimum in their early 20s, which would make them 90. So they're probably fucking dead by now, which yeah. is very sad. Because I would say, normally sometimes people do a deathbed confession. Maybe you find Jesus and you yes. think that, you know, Confessing all your sins last second is going to help you get into heaven. By the way, it won't. So unfortunately, yeah, I don't think we'll ever know. Because even with DNA fingerprints as it is now, the fact that she was wiped down with gasoline, the nothing fingerprints would have been eroded preserved on the, back in on the boxes. Time. Yeah, there's nothing really to solve it. So unless a family member maybe finds something in like an attic or oh. something. Yeah. So because I completely overlooked making a note of this she was 22 years old Thank by the you. way okay but anywho yeah so that is like i said the story of elizabeth short yeah and that's it, interesting it was gruesome and violent and terrible it was i think for our next topic we should do something not that bad what are you thinking i have two options i could do neither are like cheerful but you know they're not horrific murder so i could do the Titanic. A lot of people think, <laughs> just follow me. Okay. A lot of people think the Titanic didn't sink. It was a boat called the Olympic. Oh. And it's like this whole fucking thing. So this shit with Jack and Rose and the door was like, it never happened. Oh my God, I just watched an Instagram video where this, like this grown ass son is just annoying the shit out of his mom. And she's like, what do you want? He goes, is it true? And she's like, is what true? He's like, the Titanic wasn't real. She's like, of course it's real. It was a historical event. And he goes, no, Jack and Rose, their love wasn't real. And the mom like punched him in the face. It was very funny. But anyway. Deservedly so. So either the Titanic, okay. it, it didn't sink a different ship sank, And it was this big cover up for very specific reasons. Ooh, or, or, D.B. Cooper. The name sounds familiar, but I don't know why. Without a paddle. The whole basis of the movie. The one with Seth Green and Matthew Lillard. <laughs> Do you remember that? That's a great fucking movie. Underrated. Love Matthew Lillard. I remember. So the they movie. are, there's, I think, four of them or three of them. And I think Brecken Meyer was maybe one of the other dudes in it. Anywho, but yes. And they, when they were young, they were obsessed with the story of D.B. Cooper. I don't know what he, he was a bank robber and he took a plane and he flew away with all this money, but something horrific happened. And it's alleged that he crashed the plane somewhere and therefore all of that money that he stole needs to be somewhere uh, so these three or four okay. grown-ass men were like we're having a midlife crisis let's go on an adventure to find his treasure and then oh. that's their adventure let's do that one okay. that seems more I'm gonna of, watch a, that movie in preparation. of a palate cleanser yeah that's a, a light-hearted i mean i mean he died but that's okay. <laughs> Still, I, I mean, when you think of the Titanic, whether it was the Titanic or the Olympic, whichever fucking large boat sank, so many people died. I wonder okay, if they well, still had the same propeller. The dude. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, I watched it once. It was a, there, it was it a very was not visual memorable. moment. I was not you, where I watched it eight times in theaters in one day. That was the result of living within walking distance to a movie theater and my mother not wanting me in the house. <laughs> So she said, 
go see Titanic. <laughs> You're under 13, but I'll tell him it's okay. Was they, it rated R? No, it was PG-13, but I was like 10 or 11 when it came oh, out. Oh, you were under 13. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And so I am not even exaggerating when I say I saw it in theaters probably 10 times. I know. Mom talks about it anytime the Titanic gets brought up. Do you know how many times your sister watched this fucking movie? Movie was three fucking hours long. <laughs> but I was invested every second, every time. I, my heart broke for Jack. And then because that Celine Dion song, oh, yeah, yeah. my heart will go on, which I had to do via sign language. I was on TV with Tim Allen. Anywho, what? I was in I, I was in sign language choir for one year. Really? In fifth grade. How are you going to be in sign language choir? Yeah. And yeah, there, I have more questions than answers from this point <laughs> in my life. But I digress as I normally do. Yeah. So that song was, you know, surfing the airwaves mm -hmm. and that was back in the day i recorded it off the radio on my cassette player oh. and then i would just listen to it and cry <laughs> and then rewind it and then cry like just to feel that feeling that's when i started chasing the emotional high we are very different humans depression <laughs> yeah we are but <laughs> With hey, that being know. said, I think this is going to bring this episode to a conclusion. Yes. Another successful run. Speaking of success, we were checking our stats today. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was so exciting. It was so exciting. As of today's recording, what is it? Friday, May 19th. So we've put out how many episodes now? This. At the time this one comes this out. This will be number 10, I believe. So right now we the, have four. The the, the, the <laughs> lot. I think we have five that have been actively published at this point. Yes. So we have ninety nine dreams downloads. Yeah. So we're almost Listeners. at a hundred, and our our listener base is Canada. You son of a bitch! You got up to two people. I'm so happy. The Netherlands, the Netherlands, Poland, Poland, Switzerland. I can't remember which one is new out of those three. I don't. I, my dogs are excited. Sorry. It, I don't know what it is you guys see in us, but I am so oh, grateful. We'd be a little more grateful if you like donated a dollar and to our Patreon. But otherwise, you know, we love you guys so much. Thank we you. do. This is so exciting. And for those who are wondering, our Patreon is of the same name, Cracked Sisters Conspiracy. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash Cracked Sisters Conspiracy. You can follow us on Instagram. Where we're very active. I do a very poor job of keeping that shit afloat she is a much better social media manager than i am every time we upload a new episode it's on there with a cool little description we uh have some people that reach out to us on instagram and they give us episode suggestions or some feedback that's nice thankfully yeah no it hasn't been too critical no. in the responses because i know we're we're a little special sometimes but um you you can also reach out to us uh, via email cracked sisters conspiracies at gmail.com yep. so uh stay cracked y'all and have a good day